that ever-flowing liquid fire of life, ever-expanding and illuminating truth, which is always revealed with wisdom, a spiritual nutrient necessary for vitality that is maintained through selflessness, a filter of ether that aids purity, which is love. Love, a limitless paper lantern floating into infinity on the intentions and actions of initiates of the mysteries. Welcome, fellow phoenixes, to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast, where we make a daily offering to the divine by putting our past on the pyre, searching the smoke for spirituality, turning the ashes into art, adapting isolation into connection, and manifesting mental wellness. I am a spiritual phoenix named Ross Cessna, and together we are the Spiritual Phoenix. The intent of this show isn't to tell you what to think, but to get you to think and originally articulate yourself in a way that is uplifting. We are the artists of our lives, and today is a blank canvas. Let's collectively create a better tomorrow. And uh, right now, I'd like to take a moment and focus on what we're grateful for today. Today, I'm grateful to be able to go back and um, read some of the books that I've enjoyed at different times in my life with a a different lens towards what they mean. Um, I was I did an interview um, this past week. This is pre-recorded, so if you're wondering why it's it's uh, a different time frame when you hear this, you'll understand. But um, I did an interview with Dalian, um, former co-host of the Positive Head podcast and uh, uh, the producer of it in some capacities now. And um, I, I told him how I was getting ready to read Carlos Castaneda's A Yaki Way of Knowledge again. Um, and I said that I felt like I was going to get different insight from it. And he was like, yeah, you, you likely will, especially with that attitude. And I, I'm sure that some of the people listening to this have had that experience where they read a book again and it has completely different meaning or the things that meant one thing to them now um, mean something different or like it fractals off into all these different avenues. And that's one of the things that happened to me um, when I read the book that I'm, I'm going to discuss today. I'm going to get into a couple quotes from that book, and then I'll get into to the uh, discussion. Do you know what it's like to feel that nothing is quite real, including yourself? It sometimes happens when one's just on the point of discovering that everything, including oneself, is much more real than one ever imagined. It's like shifting gears. You have to go in neutral before you can change into high. And that was said by Aldo Huxley. Spiders can't help making fly traps, and men can't help making symbols. That's what the human brain is there for, to turn the chaos of given experience into a set of manageable symbols. And that was said by Aldo Huxley as well. And now I'm going to get into discussing um, Island. This is something that I'd like to do as I read different books, kind of discuss what they mean to me or what what I've drawn from them. Um, And... The first time I read Island was when I lived in Northern California, um, and I was just fascinated by the, the concepts in it. Um, a brief synopsis of it is a man washes up on this island. This island um, operates different than the majority of the world, um, and they're really about developing oneself, exploring one's sexuality, um, and really kind of avoiding 
some of the um, neuroses that Western civilization really has and that modern that are inherent with modernization as well. And when I was reading this, I, I really had this um, profound sense of, huh, I, I wonder if this is kind of an analogy in some ways or a metaphor for what we need to be in the real world. Um, and I understand that they, they're, when they play out this character, um, I think it's William Farnaby or something. It's been a couple weeks since I've actually read the book. But uh, I understand that that's what he goes through is kind of like um, reprogramming himself or actually maybe not even reprogramming, unprogramming himself to, to be in a natural state. But I really wonder if, if the greater metaphor there in lots of ways is um, to not be corruptible by society. I've, I've heard it said, um, if you're worried about be, being corrupted, don't worry, you already are. Um, and the island of, uh, I want to say that you pronounce it Pala, is like I had stated, like they're very um, removed from modern culture. They ha have a different outlook on things like the, the children there um, are parented by groups of people that sign up to be these parents. And some of the kids there will have 20 plus sets of parents so they can learn different um, modalities of operation, different mindsets, learn different skills and, and really kind of find their place. Um, if I'm not mistaken too, like if when the kids get older, if they don't really see eye to eye with their parents, they can, they can kind of detract from them with no real, um, stigma associated with it or whatever. Um, that's just kind of a tangent I went off on. I don't, I, I love my parents and I'm grateful to have them in, in my life. Um, but looking at that like the way that they present all this information as a whole there's this island and it's removed from western civilization and it's very happy and peaceful and it doesn't really have all the influences of this culture and i really feel that well we need to be connected to things because they still interacted with the outside world we kind of need to be uncorruptible as well and i wonder if that was somewhat like as a whole like looking at the book as a whole if that was the analogy he was going to and then he broke it down into the more tangible element of this individual going through this um, journey of finding his soul really and I mean for me at least that that's what the book as a whole is about and removing those neuroses that we have accumulated from our habits um, and that path is messy. I mean, the gentleman washes up on this island um, broken. I'm trying not to give too much of the book away so people that want to read it can read it. Um, like, he literally is broken in the sense that he has, like, broken bones from how he ended up on the island. And I think that that's kind of a metaphor, too, for how when you start to become uncorruptible or more suited to be less influenced by the world it's it doesn't start in this state of 
at least for me, maybe it does for other people. I've talked to many different people and that kind of mentality starts from a state of being broken, from being um, completely torn down at, at the quote unquote rock bottom, as they say. And from this state of brokenness, he's able to kind of re repair himself. Um, and that's been my experience as well. Sometimes you have to tear the foundation of things down and, and start anew because the foundation is key for everything. Um, without the foundation, everything that you build upon that is shaky, is all crap. So now it's about like, how, how do you become an island but not be isolated? Because there's that whole saying, no man is an island. And... Well, physically, you, man, woman, can't be an island because isolation isn't healthy for many capacities. There's benefits to short periods of it, but isolating overall is unhealthy. And I know from firsthand experience um, that might not be the case for everybody, but I think that it would be. Um, there may be exceptions to that rule. But spiritually you can be somewhat removed but still interact as well and it's something i'm still working on believe me i'm not 100 percent there yet i don't know that i ever will be but i'm able to physically be in situations but spiritually also kind of be removed and be in my own mindset about it like I had an instance with one of my friends. I'm not going to get into too much detail about that either. And they're making some, thinking about making some choices with their life that concern me for them. Typically what I would do in that situation in, in the past would, would be to try to get them to see my point of view, try to make them see it my way, try to, me, me, me. Like, do you, do you hear that? Me, me, me. And all that I've done is really just be like, find out what's best for you you can figure it out you know what's best for you i certainly don't talk to your people in your support group that have experience with this that have insight into this because i'm not equipped to do it and to me that is in a sense being an island because i'm not trying to influence this other person and by not trying to influence them i'm also keeping my focus on what i need to do um so I, I didn't let this foreign thing come, kind of come in and invade. And I understand that may be nebulous and not make sense to some people. Um, it makes sense to me. If it doesn't to you, that's fine. There's other instances of it. Like participating in watching the news all the time or c consuming media, whether mainstream, alternative media, any of that stuff, and it's not to say that you shouldn't do it, but you should do so consciously and realize that the majority of these outlets out there are trying to push their opinion on you. I talked about that in my interview with Dalian briefly. Him and I dis discussed this kind of topic. It's about not falling into peer pressure, not trying to fit in, being comfortable who you are, no matter where you are, because you're comfortable with you. Um, it's about not feeling 
not feeling like you're in the wrong place, I guess. Because it's one of those things where if you feel like you're in the wrong place, you probably are. But you can also view that you're exactly where you should be no matter what. Um, and that these situations that are presenting themselves are to teach you things. Or you can view these situations as these external forces kind of invading your island of peace. And that's kind of the analogy that like of the island I really want to drive home. It's like the island is this tropical paradise. And you can have that slice of paradise or um, quote unquote heaven or, or, or like whatever you want to call it. But you have to cultivate the mentality for it. And to be honest, it's not something I do perfect. Um, I fall short at that all the time. But there are times where I gain admission to that island um, and I still am able to interact with people. But I'm also still peaceful, centered, and connected to my, my higher power. Um and that's really all I got on this. Um, I hope that this helps some people in some ways. Because it's it's not about being isolated. And it's not uh, about not participating in culture, community, or with things that make you uncomfortable. It's about just being there in the midst of things. Like the island too, it's in the ocean. So it's just kind of there and life's flowing around it, but it's it's unchanging. Granted, things in the story will show you how things develop, um, but it doesn't really leave it, 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 I don't know, I don't want to get into it and do any spoilers. So um, with that, you can uh, support this podcast by signing up for the Patreon and that is patreon.com um, slash spiritual phoenix. And the spiritual phoenix is spelled the same as the social media link below. Um, you can follow me on social media at spiritual phoenix. The spelling is below in the banner. You can visit the website, the spiritual um, That spelling is also in the banner. With that, I love, respect, and appreciate all of you. Love and light. Namaste. I'm going to put this episode on the pyre. Peace. Don't believe. Don't follow. Do not consume. Do not watch. Largely what I'm talking about here is reclaiming experience. This is what's been taken from us. It's a self-advancing, self-expanding, self-defining process. And it takes no prisoners. The real world isn't a spiritual world, it isn't a material world, it isn't an empty world, it isn't a solid world, it's simply...